0: 4 one, two, one, two. is trying to sabotage me all right let's try it one more time this time with uh feeling and some clarity that would be good for sure all right you ready here we go here we go all right lads let's get into it i am mal foster and you are listening to the latest episode of dimed out i'm coming to you from a slightly different position at the desk i did that thing with the chair you know, that really satisfying thing, when you've got that particular type of office chair, it's got that sort of pump release, you pull, like, the handle up, and you get that, and you sink down, yeah, it still feels just as satisfying as it used to, so that's good, it's good to know, it's good to know that is still a thing that I enjoy, a thing that I understand and know, because right now, There is so much out there that I don't. The further we get into the sort of depth and heart of Crazy Town, the more the carnival of the election season begins to build and just expand, the more it feels like my understanding of reality is is getting unraveled. The things that I thought I knew, uh, yeah, it's just... It's pretty wild out there. So hopefully you guys are taking care, doing well. If you can, vote early then hopefully you've already done that. If you haven't, hopefully you've already made a plan. If you haven't done that, do it. Seriously, I know I've been happy on about this a little bit on here, and if you follow me on social media, you'll see that it's something I've been kind of happy on about, but for good reason, because it's super important. In fact, it transcends super important. It's just crucial. It's crucial that if you can, if you're eligible, that you make a plan and you vote. Alright guys, that's it, I promise. That is it for that kind of talk. It is crucial, and you need to be doing it if you can, but that's it. We're going to put it to the side, because this is not that episode. No. As you can tell by the title, uh, it is all about dreams. And I'm not talking about the renewed interest in the Fleetwood Mac classic because of a viral video. All of that is pretty awesome. I am talking about actual dreams. Dreams that I have had this year. Yeah, like a lot of people... During this whole COVID era, my sleep patterns have been wonky, to say the least, and in those wonky sleep patterns, I've been having some very vivid, bizarre, and frankly, at times, really nonsensical dreams. And as a standard, I'm really bad at remembering dreams. Once I wake up properly and I finish my full sleep cycle, I never really ever remember what it is that I've dreamed. So... I've been trying to counteract that by keeping a sort of makeshift dream journal on my phone through the Notes app. So if I wake up in the middle of the night to get a drink or go to the toilet, if I've dreamt and I know that I've just come fresh out of a dream, I will use the Notes app and I will make shorthand notes so that I can kind of have some breadcrumbs or single sentences to be able to sort of remember or help me remember what has happened in the dream a little bit later in the day when I'm more sort of uh, awake. You know, when my my cognitive faculties are more alive and able to decipher the nonsense slideshow that has been running through my brain at night. So, yeah, we're going to get into that. We're going to dig into my dream journal. I'm going to try and decode the the shorthand notes I've made. And then we're going to look through the use of some dream dictionaries, so what their alleged or supposed... Meanings are. We're going to be looking at definitions. Yeah, so if that kind of thing interests you, then stick around because we're going to be taking a deep dive into my very strange subconscious. Yeah, it is pretty strange at points, I'm not going to lie. Uh, We're going to get into the dream journal stuff in just a moment, but to give you a little preview, just to tease you with what you can expect when we get there, here's a little summary for you. So, in my dream journal, we're going to be looking at me searching for missing relatives african marketplaces embracing a goth lifestyle yeah getting stuck inside of a time loop with a shape-shifting spider that's not easy to say working as a secret agent some nightclub kidnappings happen in there as well there's a curly-haired gambler there's a sense of pizza rejection which will make sense i don't know there's definitely question marks on that one pizza rejection and a pint with a member of the royal family yeah, like I said, it's eclectic, it's vivid, it's messed up, it's mixed up, it's it's something. We're going to hopefully find some clarity when we get there. But first, this. So... If you didn't listen to last week's episode, then I highly recommend that you do. I mean, I do this every week, but highly recommend last week's episode for sure, because we got into some really interesting territories. I say we, it was me and the previous week's special guests, the all-round super boss, business lady, and wonderful soul that is Rachel Shaw, eco-consultant, which is now how I'm always going to refer to her, (laughs) I think. Um, She was on two weeks ago talking about how she jumped from the corporate rat race to starting her own business venture. So, again, if you're thinking of doing something similar, if you're in that particular area of trying something new, whether it is a small business or a personal venture, you definitely want to check that episode out. But last week's episode was so much fun to record because it was me and her talking about something that we've had in common for quite some time. The idea of saying yes to different things. And a lot of the different things we talked about last week were considered, I guess, as alternative therapies. Different ways to find a sense of self-fulfillment, self-growth, self-care. Different ways to just look after yourself and pursue the idea of betterment. A few of the practices I have heard of before Chinese medicine Yin yoga Maybe not so much the yin part of it But definitely yoga obviously Uh, Crystal Reiki I had heard of but didn't really know what it was, so I kind of got a little bit of uh, an education about that. But the two main practices that came up in last week's episode, the two that really kind of began to create an itch of curiosity, the same itch of curiosity which has led me to do things like go in a sensory deprivation tank, or do a past life regression, or even start this very podcast you're listening to, that same itch of curiosity began to flare up when she told me about forest bathing, Which, you know, go check that out. Go read into that. It is really kind of interesting and very appealing on a number of levels to me. And the second thing was a thing called Gong Bathing. Which, just, yeah. I mean, like I've always been a huge fan of music and obviously sound. Because I'm making something that goes into your ears. So obviously sonics are of an interest to me. But the idea of sort of vibration healing or just like sonic or sound based healing is actually really interesting and i think there's definitely a science to that in there somewhere how much i fully believe in that i don't know but i think there's definitely something there but i was just curious about this curious enough to actually take part in a virtual online kundalini yoga and gong bath session yeah did it virtually through zoom and if you are curious to hear more about that how that went my experience with it then you can because what I'm going to be doing is dropping a very small, bite-sized bonus podcast around about the same time this one's dropping. So chances are, if you check your feed, if you subscribed, you'll see it in there. So yeah, I did that. And uh, you can hear all about it in a little special additional bonus. So yeah, go check that out. But at some point, because right now, now is the main event of this week's podcast. That's right. It is time to enter my dream journal. Yeah, like a lot of people, I've had very strange sleep patterns, big bouts of insomnia, and just very strange dreams during this whole COVID era. Now, I find dreams incredibly fascinating. They are probably our most purest form of expression, our most sincere way of talking to ourselves, and in general, really, because all inhibitors are off. You know, the subconscious is allowed to roam free. I love that psychological aspect to it. Usually, I'm pretty terrible at remembering dreams, so keeping a dream journal in my phone, whether it's just, like, one sentence, a few random words, just something in the middle of the night, so that when I'm awake and I'm fully conscious, I can understand it better. Yeah, that's kind of what I've been doing, and uh, that's what we're about to dive into right now. So here we go, this is the main bulk of this week's episode, it's probably the bit most people are here for and that you're looking forward to diving into, so let's do that, let's waste no more time, let's jump into my dream journals, let's try and decipher what the hell I've written in the middle of the night, and then let's try and decipher what those things actually mean, or are supposed to mean. And I use that word pretty, you know, straightforwardly, because I don't know how much of this I actually believe. Like I said, I think there is definitely roots of psychology... But, you know, I don't, I'm not one of those people that really believes there's any sense of mysticism to this or magic. I don't feel like anyone really has premonitions or can envision the future or are told things in their dreams from celestial powers or higher beings. I don't really believe that. I feel like this is you giving yourself uh, the talking to that you need to for whatever reason, good, bad, indifferent. This is you and your subconscious having an earnest conversation through imagery. And, uh, yeah, I think it's it's curious. I think dreams are very fascinating. And I am uh, more than curious, as I say, to find out what it is that these things uh, mean. What it is I've been telling myself, I guess. And to do that, I'm using a couple of dream dictionaries online. So I don't know how reliable that is exactly. Probably not too reliable. But, you know, I don't have any hard copy physical dream dictionaries to hand. Uh, my mum used to have a few, but I don't know if she still has them, but they wouldn't help me anyway because they're over in England, and I'm not. So yeah, we're relying on the power of the internet, the ever-reliable, constantly integral source of information that is the internet. Anyway, enough enough rambling, this is me, this is my dream journals, let's get into it and let's find out what this surreal mess all means. All right, dream number one, and we're going to go furthest back. So we're starting with my earliest entry, and we'll get to my my most recent one at the end. Dream number one, I was looking for my missing sister. This led me to investigate a network of yuppies and hipsters. I don't think this is meant to rhyme, but evidently I'm writing my own sort of beat poems. In the middle of the night, all right so let's take that back let's let's look at that again. I was looking for my missing sister first and foremost, for those of you who don't know, I don't have a sister. I have um some half-sisters that I've never met so oh, so maybe that's it. Wow, maybe that is me subconsciously saying that I'm interested in looking them up or looking deeper into my family ancestry, maybe. Uh, So looking for my missing sister, and this led me into investigating a network of yuppies and hipsters. My search led me to a Moroccan market stall where I tried some kind of green-brown fermented tea. It was so disgusting in my dream that I spit my mouth guard out. Now, to give you a little bit of reference and some context, I grind my teeth at night. I get TMJ quite badly, like at least once a year. And it got to a point where, to to help with that, I started wearing a mouth guard when I go to sleep, like a plastic moulded mouth guard. It's basically like plastic dentures, but for one side of my teeth, for like the top. Uh, and I don't wear them as much as I should do, but evidently, in this market stall in Morocco, in my dream, where I'm looking for my missing sister, I tried some kind of green, brown, fermented tea, and it was so nasty... Then I spat my mouth guard out. Alright, so key words here. Sister, do we really include yuppies and hipsters? Yeah, okay, let's let's see if we can find anything for those. Yuppies and hipsters, Morocco, for sure, and fermented tea, or tea as, as a whole, I guess. Because we might not be able to narrow it down to just fermented tea. I don't even know if that's a thing, is it? Who knows? Anyway... We'll find out, I guess. So sister, yuppies, hipsters, Morocco, and tea. Let's see what we get. All right, so the first hit is for sister, and it comes from dreammoods.com's Dream Dictionary. And to narrow it down, if you do not have a sister and dream that you have one, which is my case, you know, I mean, I said I do have half-sisters, but as far as I'm concerned, I don't have a full-blown sister. Uh, So this is what applies to me. If you do not have a sister and dream that you have one, then it signifies feminine qualities that you need to activate or acknowledge within your own self. Pay attention to the actions and behavior of your dream sister. So, yeah, I mean, I don't really have much else to add to that. Feminine qualities that you need to activate or acknowledge within your own self. Well, that could be a lot of things. Could be a lot of things. And I wonder if... The fact that in my dream, my sister's missing, is that I haven't been doing that. That I haven't been acknowledging or activating the more feminine qualities within my personality. I don't know. Unsurprisingly, I couldn't find any definition or explanation for yuppies or hipsters or Morocco. So I kind of broadened the latter out a little bit to Africa. And I did find this... To dream about or that you are in africa reflects your desires to return to your roots so yeah being in a moroccan marketplace i'm most definitely in africa in north africa and it kind of ties in with what i thought the whole thing about dreaming of a missing sister might be you know the idea of looking into my heritage it even says here you want to find out more about your heritage So maybe that's what's going on. Subconsciously, maybe I'm thinking more about finding out who my half-brothers and sisters are, finding out more about where I came from. I don't know. Maybe it's a possibility. My wife has been looking into her ancestry a little bit, and maybe that's kind of got me subconsciously curious, more so than it ever has done before, about who I am and where I come from. So for market, and this is where it kind of takes a slight down slant... To dream that you are in a market represents some emotional or physical need that you are currently lacking in your life. You may be in need of nurturance and some fulfillment. Consider the specific items you are shopping for. Well, to be honest, I'm not actually shopping for anything. I'm just there. I'm looking for information. Which is maybe what I'm shopping for, I guess, technically. Uh, Yeah. The other aspect of this that is attached to this definition is that to see a barren market in your dream signifies depression and gloominess. There is a void in your life. If the market is large or well stocked, then it means possibilities and choices. Now, from what I remember, there were people in there. It's not like it was an empty market stall and I was the only person there. It was pretty busy. It was pretty crowded. There were people around, and I was trying to sort of work my way through. That is from what I can vaguely remember of this dream. And it's not that I'm trying to avoid telling myself that I'm feeling depressed or gloomy. That has not been a problem. Hasn't been for over a decade. I'm perfectly fine at telling myself I'm depressed. So, yeah. Um means possibilities and choices. And I guess, you know, given my current circumstance, you know... Uh, The fact that I'm I'm still looking for work, I'm I'm trying to make this happen, I'm trying to get this going. You know, it's very much that, I think. You know, I'm very much at a time where there are possibilities to do something that I love, to do something that I really want to do. So, yeah, that's what I'm going to take from that. And I think that's another aspect of dream interpretation, is you really do... Take from it what you want. It's kind of got the same subjective nature as an abstract or surrealist painting. You know, you see what you want to see, I guess. And uh, maybe that's what this episode is all about. Maybe it's not so much about me looking at preset, predetermined explanations and definitions. But maybe it's just me decoding what I'm seeing. Taking what I want from what I'm dreaming. Seeing what I see. Alright, so the last part of the dream is tea, and what we have here is that to dream that you are making or drinking tea, which is what I was doing in the dream, it was fermented tea, whether or not that is such a thing, still don't know, but uh, I was drinking the tea, this represents satisfaction and contentment in your life, you are taking your time with regards to some relationship or situation, alternatively the dream signifies tranquility, serenity, calmness, and respect. Now, I don't know about this, because it's definitely not the latter. I'm not exactly tranquil or serene. I'm okay at the minute. I'm alright. I'm, I'm not exactly... Uh, you know, with everything that's going on, yes, there's a, there's a lot of uh, stress, there's a lot of certain uncertainty, a lot of anxiety uh, on a bigger scale. But internally, I'm doing okay in, you know... ...in in respect to what's happening from an external standpoint. Would I say I'm tranquil? Absolutely not. Would I say I'm serene? Not a chance. But I'm not freaking out either. So I'm I'm okay, but I wouldn't go as far as saying I'm calm and I'm tranquil and serene. So, to go back to the first bit, to dream that you're making or drinking tea represents satisfaction and contentment in your life... Uh, yeah, I guess, considering the circumstances, I'm, I'm pretty content with how things are. They could be a lot worse... But um, yeah, you are taking your time with regards to some relationship or situation. I guess maybe that refers to to this. Could refer to the book that I'm writing, which is taking forever. Uh, because, partly because I just don't give myself enough time to write it. So I don't know. Again, maybe looking at these interpretations, looking at these definitions, is is allowing me to stand back and look at the uh, the surrealist abstract painting of my dream and take something from it. And maybe this is, this is leading me, if you want to get into a more sort of woo-woo territory, if you want to get into kismet and purpose and the mystery of the cosmos, maybe this is leading me down the hallways of the gallery of my life to look at different paintings, different aspects, different parts of my life that are presenting themselves as these sort of surrealist abstract pictures as dreams maybe is leading me to look at them from a different angle and the, the sort of interpretation I'm getting from looking at this particular painting is that there are things I've been taking my time with that I maybe need to hurry up that I maybe need to kind of pay more attention to that as good and as beneficial as it is to take my time with these things it can also be a detriment again, maybe this is just me being led to this point to make these interpretations for myself. I dunno. What do you guys make of this so far? Anything? It is curious though, I must admit it is curious that the the definition for the Africa meaning and my interpretation of, of why I'm dreaming of a missing sister that they kinda correlate. That is kind of interesting. You know, I've been talking in different conversations with people about ancestry and heritage of late, so maybe that is something that is playing on my subconscious Who knows? Anyway, let's move on to dream number two. All right, so dream number two is a lot less detailed, it's very scant on the details You know, there are going to be some which are a bit more fully fleshed out, a lot more dimensional and then you're going to get some like dream number 2 where it's just a series of notes a series of words so for dream number 2 I have dreamt I put on a full face of makeup uni student red and blue not entirely sure what that means, maybe that's what I'm wearing leather jacket pseudo goth look Fellow student, tall and blonde, smears most of my makeup off. Yeah. So, not a great amount of detail there, but we've got some keywords for sure. And those keywords I'm going to take and run with are makeup, leather, goth, and blonde. And already this sounds like a weird, weird game of Mad Libs. So yeah, makeup, leather, goth, and blonde. So looking into makeup first... And according to the Dream Dictionary, to dream that you are applying makeup suggests that you are trying to cover up or conceal an aspect of yourself. Alternatively, it indicates that you are putting on your best face forward. You are trying to enhance your self-image and increase your sense of self-confidence. The dream may also be a metaphor that you need to make up with someone. It is time to forgive and forget. So, I'm instantly ruling out the last part, because anybody that I may have had a grudge towards, somebody that I may have felt ill towards in the past, that has gone. Those people don't even enter my conscious thought anymore. They are way out of the sphere of everyday thinking, at least, you know, from my conscious waking life perspective. You know, maybe they're not, maybe they're still buried in there, but as far as I'm concerned, from my waking perspective... Those people just don't even figure into my thoughts or my daily life anymore whatsoever. So really, I don't have anybody to forgive or forget. So I'm going to cut that out. The first part, to dream that you were applying makeup suggests you are trying to cover up or conceal an aspect of yourself. I don't know if I am. I think maybe at first when I moved here, yes, I wasn't exactly my true self. I was suppressing certain things you know, to try and not so much fit in, but just, you know, I was adjusting. I was getting used to how things are here differently in terms of culture, in terms of personality. And it's not that I was trying to blend in, but it's like, I don't know. I just felt like, admittedly, I felt like I couldn't truly be myself. And I have felt that before when I was much younger, I didn't feel it again until first moving here and, and sort of learning how to adapt, I guess, and I still am learning to adapt, but now I'm just a lot more comfortable being me, being myself, I'm really kind of letting go of that, and just, just allowing myself to be that, so yeah, there may be some of that in there, but if there is, again, it's not from a conscious standpoint, it's not from a, a waking perspective, from my waking perspective, I'm not doing that, I'm not concealing who I am, I'm not suppressing who I am, you know, But again, maybe I'm too close to the subject. You know, me analyzing my own dreams is maybe not the way to go to truly get a fully accurate interpretation. What would be kind of interesting is that if there are any listeners who have a psych background or a background in this, if you can come up with your own evaluations, your own interpretations, that would be kind of interesting. You know, or even if you don't, if you just know me, if you know me pretty well. And something just comes to mind if something pops or you can just you can see something that I'm not seeing. I would I would genuinely love to know your input and your feedback either way. Either way, I would love to know. So, yeah, going back to the makeup aspect, alternatively, it indicates you are putting on your best face forward, which, again, maybe kind of correlates back to uh, the idea that I said about, you know, not really truly being myself, I suppose, because I don't know anybody here. That I, That I didn't have that space to truly be myself, you know weirdly enough, I kind of felt like I was becoming more of myself when I was working, and then that went when when obviously I had to leave the job that I was doing when i when I left starbucks uh you know that went, so I don't know maybe it's tying into that, maybe it's tying into that, maybe it's it's all to do with sort of finding my identity again, perhaps, and maybe that kind of ties into. The goth aspect. I'm not entirely sure how how much the goth aspect actually plays into it, because I just put, like, pseudo-goth. But let's jump into that. Let's use that as a sort of stepping stone. So the meaning for goth, according to the Dream Dictionary, is if you are not a goth in waking life, which I'm not, but dream that you are someone who is goth, then it refers to something that you are still trying to understand. Perhaps it is your feelings that you are trying to understand. Hmm... Alternatively, the dream implies that you were going against the masses and expressing your own personal freedom, which, weirdly enough, kind of goes in sort of conjunction with what I've just been saying. So may- maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what it is. The lever aspect of the dream. To see or wear lever in your dream represents toughness and ruggedness. It may imply your thick-skinned nature, or perhaps you are seeking protection from the elements. Um... Well, I mean, at the time, it was probably the height of summer, so there's maybe that aspect, but, you know, it's a little bit of a leap. Alternatively, the dream refers to your instinctual and animalistic nature. Whoa. Animalistic nature. Yeah, the the leather seems a little bit of, of a sort of dead end here, to be honest. I'm really kind of not tying anything in or making any sort of correlation or connections with other stuff here, so, yeah. Again, if you see something... If you can kind of think of something, let me know. Maybe you're seeing something from the lever that I'm not. As far as the blonde aspect goes, all I have for a definition here for blonde is to see a blonde person in your dream suggests that you need to enjoy life and live it up. Be a little glamorous. So, yeah, I mean, I wonder how that ties in with the blonde student taking my makeup off. Maybe it's just me telling myself to cheer up to i don't know find joy in little things you know during the the great time of stress and anxiety and uncertainty that has been covid which these dreams have occurred most of these dreams like i want to say occurred within like the first Four months of covid so up until about like the end of august I think is is where my dream journal is up to, so yeah maybe there's there's an aspect of that, and maybe there's just a part of my subconscious telling myself that you know even though it is serious, even though it is tough, even though it is uncertain and stressful, just try and find joy where you can be a little more glamorous as a definition of it. Yeah, some interesting stuff in there, you know. uh, I think the idea that the, (laughs) weirdly, the goth and the makeup, I mean, obviously they are kind of interlinked, you know, as aesthetic elements in the real world in waking life, but it's interesting that, you know, I'm drawing sort of correlations and connections between those two from, from a sort of definition or connotation standpoint within the dream. Yeah, interesting. All right, dream number three. Let's get into it. so dream number three is the only one on the list that i've actually sort of credited as being a nightmare and i do remember it being like a genuine bona fide nightmare so here it is here's the description here is what i have in my notes and again it's kind of just like sort of a series of clippings essentially it's just kind of like a word soup of sorts small narrow hallway outside the bedroom shape and nature of which constantly changing wife took on different forms often unseen and inhuman giant spider nightmare within a nightmare instead of waking up from my nightmare it was reset over and over again a loop of events started by my yellow water bottle tipping over on a desk and leaking i run to grab it and it begins again It was like trying to desperately wake up in real life but being unable to. So yeah, that's the part that I remember the most. That's the part that I still now remember the most vividly is that for some reason a sequence of events would begin when I have this very sort of vibrant, (laughs) luminous yellow water bottle that I use for like uh, when I'm working out or when I was going to the gym. And I use it a lot now because I'm trying to sort of up my intake of water on a daily basis. So in my dream, it was present. And this sequence of events would start when this water bottle would tip over and it was open, like the top was popped open. And in my dream, I would sort of dash across the bedroom to grab it. And then just this nightmarish sequence would begin with, as I say, a small narrow hallway outside my bedroom, changing shape, getting smaller, getting larger, contracting, expanding, expanding, sort of, the walls moving, all sorts of stuff. And then, for some reason, my wife's in the dream, but she's not her. She is a series of, as I put here, inhuman forms. The most vivid, the most clear, the most defined one is that of a giant spider. So, yeah. Also, as I put in my notes, I cannot escape from this. I know that I'm in a nightmare, within my nightmare, but I can't actually wake up like it's like i'm trying to wake myself up but i can't so yeah a lot of weird shit happening in that one for real so let's dig into it let's look at it let's take some key words we'll start with hall, shape shifting our metamorphosis is the closest hit that i got spider obviously nightmare within a nightmare let's look at that the color yellow Because I know that there's a lot of different connotations and meanings for colours within dreams. Water, obviously, maybe look at spilling, and then if possible, let's look at at time loops. But I think I'm not going to get actual time loops, it's probably just going to be like an expansion of time. So yeah, let's look at this. Let's start with Hall. To dream that you are in a hall or a hallway represents your ability to share and get along with others. If the hall is empty, which it was, I remember it being empty apart from the giant spider, Then it symbolizes the unexplored and untapped aspects of your character. Consider the activity that is taking place in the hall and the people that were there. So people that were there, giant spider, activity, trying to escape a nightmare within a nightmare. Yeah, so it represents your ability to share and get along with others. A lot of these dreams, and I think this one in particular is COVID related. I think mean, there's a lot of things in here that are directly related to the stress and anxiety and the sort of mental, social, emotional upheaval that came with being locked down, with being in the house. Because we really haven't done an awful lot during this this whole period this year. We've pretty much stayed at home uh, for the most part. We haven't done public gatherings, public events. You know, we, we try and keep... Uh, as safe and as as away from potential infection as possible. So maybe I feel like this is this whole dream, this whole nightmare and all its various mechanics uh, as just representations of me sort of processing that of maybe getting to a point where, I don't know, it's not that I'm desperate to run out and be with people because I'm not... <laughs> I'm not that sociable at all, but maybe it is just a case of me processing it, I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, looking at the next keywords, I kind of feel like I'm onto something here, so I couldn't find anything for shapeshifting, unsurprisingly, but metamorphosis I did. So, to see a metamorphosis take place in your dream denotes sudden and rapid changes in your personal life. Yeah exactly, just what I was saying, the metamorphosis helps draw attention to two different aspects of your life if the metamorphosis is a smooth one then it indicates some changes are necessary for you to adapt to a new situation however, and this is where it aligns, because from what I remember, all the changes, all the the sort of shape-shifting was really kind of ugly and just prolonged I mean, think a werewolf in London prolonged <laughs> Just painful and just hard to watch. So if the metamorphosis is complicated and an unpleasant one, then it suggests you are ill-prepared for the changes in your life. Yeah, no kidding. Going back to um, what I was saying before, like, this is, for me, this is my most COVID-represented dream. This is me really flushing out a lot of the issues I've had during this, this period of time. And it's funny, because I... I'm kind of perfectly fine being at home, to be honest. I've always been that person. I've always been a homebody. I'm not one for big social gatherings. I'm not one for, like, soirees or formal shit. I hate that sort of stuff. I really... I'm not somebody that is missing people that much I know some people are going absolutely crazy because they can't see people there are certain people there are certain individuals yes I would absolutely love to see love to hug but in the term of just being around people yeah I can take it or leave it to be honest where I've struggled during this whole period is in the fact that I just have not got off the starting grid I have not got off the starting blocks yet you know, I moved here almost two years ago and for a big chunk of time, for like eight months, nine months, maybe a little bit more even, I couldn't work because I was waiting for to get married and then for all the, the paperwork to be processed, for things to be cleared, for me to get a work permit, for all of that stuff, all the legal gubbins to go through. My hands were tied, I couldn't work and I didn't have transport, so I couldn't really go very far, I couldn't explore that deeply. And especially during summer, when it got so hot that if I were to explore, if I were to go places, it would have to be within reasonably short range early in the morning. And yeah, I didn't know anybody. I didn't have any social network going on. I mean, like an actual social network, not online. I didn't really have much. And my wife was working a lot. And I yeah, I spent a big chunk of that time by myself. So that happened. And then... All the legal stuff goes through, I'm able to work, I get myself a job down the road at a local coffee place, I start getting a routine, I start meeting people, you know, in an organic way, I kind of have a sense of structure to my life again, and, you know, I'm meeting locals. Um, you know, not saying I like all of them. I didn't like a big chunk of them. But there were people that I did actually enjoy seeing a lot and talking to. And it felt like I was making progress. Because this is the thing, as much as I say I don't care about being out amongst crowds or being around people, which is true, I don't. But I do fully understand that no man is an island. No matter how much I've adapted to just the whole idea of lonerism and, like, my own personal adaptability to being by myself as good as it is, I understand I need other people in some capacity. And I had that. I had that for a period of time. And then, of course, COVID comes along. And, you know, for the sake of my well-being and my wife's well-being, who is, you know, vulnerable uh, with with pre-existing medical conditions, I had to leave. I had to leave that job. And don't regret it. Do not regret it one bit. But in doing so, I kind of... I don't want to say I put myself back because I didn't. I didn't put myself back. But what was beginning to build that momentum that was beginning to sort of mount and sort of uh, escalate ever so slightly was gone. And then it was just home all the time. Not because I wanted to, not by choice, but because of circumstance. And I feel that I've done pretty well for the most part, but there have been moments where I've gone kind of stir crazy. There have been points where I'm just like, I just want my life here To actually start And I feel like this This fucked up dream Is kind of The ultimate manifestation of that To me that's what the spider is In this dream To me that is what the spider is It's that feeling of well, When is it gonna actually start When am I actually going to have Some semblance Of of genuine existence Here outside of my own Tiny interpersonal bubble Yeah... According to the Dream Dictionary, the spider indicates you are feeling like an outsider in some situation. Which, I guess, it really kind of marries into that. Also says here, perhaps you want to keep your distance and stay away from an alluring and tempting situation. I... uh, There isn't really an alluring or tempting situation, I just want a normal situation. That's it, I just want some sense of regularity. You know, I still feel, and I I think I'm always going to feel like an outsider here. This place is always going to be somewhere where I am an outsider. And that's fine, because culturally I do not fit in. I'm the weird European kid that wears black jeans, listens to strange music, watches weird films, doesn't care about religion, doesn't care about American football, doesn't care about, you know, a lot of the stuff that is sort of central and pivotal to the cultural identity here. I just don't, and I never will. So, you know, I'm not going to try and change that. And I'm also not going to try and change who I am to fit that. But it doesn't mean that I can't coexist as I am. But at the minute I'm not coexisting, I'm just... Sometimes it feels like I'm just existing here. And it can be difficult. You know, it's not always like that. But sometimes it is. And I feel like that's what the spider is to me. According to the Dream Dictionary, the spider is also symbolic of feminine power or an overbearing mother figure in your life. Alternatively, a spider refers to a powerful force protecting you against your self-destructive behaviour. I don't think it's any of those things at all. I do not have an overbearing mother figure in my life, and it's not a representation of any other woman that I know. It's 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 the situation. It's my own inner... Um, sort of anxiety i guess my own inner just agitation more than more than anything else for me that's what it is all right moving on nightmare so the nightmare within the nightmare apparently to dream that you are having a nightmare suggests that you are being overly indulgent and living a life of excess you need to tone it down and allow the mind and body to rest and heal that's a lot of bollocks because i'm not exactly doing that am i i'm not living a life of uh, indulgence and excess so yeah Alternatively, the dream may mean you are experiencing a setback towards your goals. Okay, yeah, again, that's more in line with what we've talked about. You need to learn to take a negative and turn it into a positive, which is what I feel I've actually done with the situation. You know, this all happened before the podcast. Giant Spider Gate was pre domed out. So, you know, ever since then, I actually do feel more consciously, wakingly happier, more adjusted, more balanced. I have moments. I do have moments of frustration. Like everybody does. But I'm I'm a lot more aligned and central. And I think one of the reasons is because of this show. Because it's given me something to do. It's given me something to really harness my concentration and energy on. So, yeah, I have... Uh, or at least I'm in the process of turning a negative into a positive. Alright, what we got next. The colour yellow is apparently linked to knowledge. Though it has both a positive and a negative translation, depending on the context of your dream... If yellow is used as a negative in your dream, then it suggests cowardliness and indecision. On a positive side, it can mean logic, happiness, and hope. I don't know where I would put it. I don't really think there is a sort of emotional connotation. I don't think it really falls anywhere on the emotional spectrum because it's just the color of a water bowl, which is a real item, which is like, I guess, a totem within this dream. Um, And all it's doing is, is falling over. But I suppose that would kind of maybe lean towards negative because, you know, the top's open and it's likely to s- spill all over the floor and create a mess so, yeah, it's cowardliness and indecision maybe more the, the latter, I'm hoping <laughs> alright, water to see water in your dream symbolises your subconscious and your emotional state of mind which we've kind of covered Spill to dream that you spill something represents your carelessness and inconsideration of someone's feelings. You are not paying enough attention to those around you and as a result are offending and upsetting them alternatively. The dream may be a metaphor for something that you were dying to say, as in to spill it. You know there have been times where I do feel like and it suppose this 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 kind of attaches itself to post um giant spider gate nightmare fever dream doing this doing this requires a lot of time a lot of work a lot of effort you know a lot more than i think people would realize if you do a podcast if you are an independent podcaster you know exactly what i'm talking about you know the grind you know the hustle you know the hours the work the research the production the editing all of the stuff that goes into doing it it doesn't just happen so to make it happen it does require a lot of time a lot of effort a lot of focus and energy and sometimes I do genuinely feel like that is biting into my time at home with my wife or talking with other people or just, like, I do feel sometimes I am being very selfish with this. But this is, you know, this is like more feelings post, as I say, giant spider gate fever dream nightmare. So I don't really think that applies to it. Or maybe I was having those sort of feelings beforehand as well. I'm not sure. Not sure on that one. Um Yeah, time couldn't find time loop specifically, but I did find time, and it says here to dream about time indicates your fears of not being able to cope with the pressures and stresses of everyday life, which again goes back to what I've been saying and really kind of reinforces my ideas at least to me it does again if you see something different if you can kind of pick up on something different please do let me know i would love to know your thoughts especially if you do have a background in psych work but yeah for me that's just another thing that's really solidifies the fact that the giant spider fever dream was was basically just a lot of my fears and anxieties about living in lockdown living during covid feeling that anxiety and sort of anxiousness about the restrictions about really not starting life properly here that's what i feel like it is to me but you know again maybe i'm too close to the actual subject matter to see any sort of deeper or truer meanings so yeah if you do see something if something comes to mind do let me know get in touch um i am mal foster I'm not just telling you that, that's where you can find me on social media, on Twitter and Instagram, at IamMalfoster. Yeah, it probably would have, no, most definitely would have helped if I actually included the at to begin with. Yeah, would, would have helped, for sure. Alright, dream number four. It's a lot less nightmarish, a lot less terrifying, uh, but it's still pretty weird. Maybe not as weird, but here it is, and this is from my notes. I was an undercover agent setting up a sting in China to snare some corrupt officials. I was working undercover doing the light rigging on a soundstage for a presentation, talking with some other co slash agents. One of them says... I wish they'd make people take the back seats out of cars. For some reason, I find this hilarious. Yeah. So, it makes zero sense on the surface, but we're going to dig into it. We're going to take some keywords. We're going to take the word secret agent. We're going to take the word stage. And let's try car seats. Because you never know, right? I mean, that's the curious bit. Everything else kind of makes sense, kind of, you know. There seems like a sort of sting or an operation you could maybe see some secret agents or some government officials doing, you know, setting up a fake presentation. But the car seat bit, that is just weird. I mean, I wish they'd make people take the back seats out of cars. What is that about? More to the point, why is that hilarious? It's not even funny. It's not even remotely funny. Unless it's like, I don't know. A clown car? And then maybe it's funny. I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm telling myself at night. Anyway, let's get into it. Let's bring it down. Stage. So I'm not on stage performing, which is the main sort of crux of the definition when you look into what stage means in a dream dictionary, it seems. So yeah, that doesn't really count because I'm not on stage. I'm not performing. So for example, the definition for that is that to dream that you are on stage represents your behavior, manipulation of and relationships with others. is telling of your interactions with society you are putting up an act and not being who you really are there is a saying that goes all the world is your stage and this dream may thus refer to your desire to be the center of attention that is not the case at all you know it it really isn't Uh, I, i do not want to be the center of attention i hate that and, you know, again, it doesn't it doesn't really apply because I'm not on stage, I'm doing the lighting rigging, I'm doing the technical work, I'm like a key grip, or something like that, you know, it's... Yeah, I don't know what to take from that. The secret agent part is apparently to dream that you're a spy indicates your mistrust of others and your tendency to be in everyone's business and affairs. Again... Like, being centre of the world, being centre of the stage, that is not me. I don't really stick my neb into other people's business. You know, your business is your business. You know, sometimes I do like a little bit of juicy gossip, depending on how juicy it is. But, you know, for the most part, I really don't care, to be honest. (laughs) To put it as frank and as blunt as possible. In terms of my dream telling me or indicating that I have mistrust of others, I don't need a dream to tell me that. I have, like, a whole life of experience to tell me that. I trust very, very few people. Um, you know, I'm just not a very trusting person, so I don't really feel like that's my subconscious telling me that because it's something that my conscious is very, very fully aware of. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know what that indicates, then, really, because, I mean... Again, maybe you can see something that I don't. Maybe I'm too close to it. I don't know, but from my perspective, there's there's nothing in the stage aspect or the secret agent aspect, the spy part of the dream, which actually really correlates... Well, maybe there's there's a little bit, so there's a side bit to the stage definition that I found. To dream that you are on a side stage, which I guess would be the closest thing to, like, a lighting rigging in this situation, reflects your introverted personality. This dream is telling you that you need to be more confident and self-assured. That is really about the only thing that I feel rings true in this particular circumstance. And again, side stage, lighting rigging, it's a little bit of a stretch, so who knows? Anyway, the car seats, that's the most baffling bit, right? The car seats, why that's funny, I have no idea uh, why is even in there. Why that's something anyone would even think or say, I have no idea. But apparently, according to the Dream Dictionary, to see an infant car seat in your dream implies that you are in control of someone else's direction or destiny in life. I guess that kind of makes sense. Alternatively, the dream refers to the beginning stages of your life journey you are just getting started on an important path and maybe that's it maybe that kind of harks back to what i was talking about in the previous stream who knows but uh the the sort of idea of (laughs) someone finding it hilarious to take oh in fact it was me hang on let me just read back through my notes was it me i wish they'd make people take the back seats out of cars for some reason i find this hilarious yeah it's me it's me that finds it funny So, yeah, I I don't know, that's the closest, I think, that it comes to any sort of solid connection or correlation. Why I find that funny, (sighs) I I don't know, man, that makes zero sense. So, yeah, not really that much going on in that dream to really grapple with, or break down, or sort of tear apart and dig into a little deeper. There's nothing really going on in it either. I don't really remember the narrative arc of it, it's just those sort of cliff notes. So there's no sort of beginning, middle, or end. There's no resolution. It's just that I have no idea who the corrupt officials were, if we got them, or whatever came of the whole <laughs> car seat incident. I like, yeah, with that one, I just, I just don't know. So if you've got suggestions, if you've got ideas, please do do let me know, because because I've really for that one, I've got nothing. all right and our last dream dream number five it is the saddest of all the dreams probably because it's like the most realistic it's the most grounded it's the most believable certainly at one point in my life it is the most believable dream this is something that could have happened which um yeah which makes it even more sad i guess but here we go this is dream number five I was at a small gathering with people I went to university with. Now, I just want to state at this point, in the dream, these were people just made up. These weren't people I actually went to university with. These were just sort of stand-ins. So in this sort of pseudo-second world, I guess that is happening in my dream, these complete strangers who I did not recognize, I went to university with them. So just, just prefacing with that. So I was at a small gathering with people I went to university with. One of them was an ex-girlfriend. They were planning a dinner party, but I wasn't invited because apparently me being there alongside another unnamed guest would apparently cause friction. So instead, I was rejected. I left and I went and bought a bottle of red wine and I drank it by myself whilst roaming the streets. So yeah, wasn't allowed at the dinner party and went off... And started to brown bag a bottle of red wine by myself on the street. Yeah, it's kind of, um, kind of bleak to say the least. But um, that was it. That was the dream. Pretty straightforward, as they say. Very sad. Very sort of boots to the ground. Very believable. But uh, yeah, pretty, pretty flipping bleak. So let's break it down. Let's look at some keywords: university slash college. Let's start with that. To dream that you are in college indicates that you are going through some social or cultural changes. You want to expand your knowledge and awareness. It also suggests that now is a good time for you to experiment and try new things. Now, I can't actually remember whereabouts this falls in the sort of timeline of doing... I think I was was kind of well into doing the show at this point so you know it's it's not really maybe tied to that or maybe it is maybe maybe it was happening at a time i was doing one of the sort of independent history research episodes and maybe it was a reflection of that maybe it was me talking to myself about doing more of that kind of thing i don't know but um in the dream i wasn't in university it was like post so it was kind of like a reunion of sorts so i don't know if that really qualifies for that maybe because in the dream university was a past or a previous stage of my life maybe it's my subconscious kind of telling me that i want to get back into more research-based stuff like learning more maybe it is that. i don't know So the ex-girlfriend factor, let's jump into that. And again, this isn't somebody that is a real ex-girlfriend, it's not somebody that I know, it's just a sort of stand-in, it's a a sort of made-up character in, as I say, this sort of pseudo-second world, this dream universe. So according to the dictionary, if you dream that you have an ex-girlfriend, but you do not actually have one, then she may represent an old friend from your past, Alternatively, dreaming of a non-existent ex-girlfriend may be about how you are rejecting aspects of your feminine emotional side. How funny, that has come up again. Huh. Because that is the case here. This is a non-existent ex-girlfriend in the dream. So, yeah, apparently, according to the dream dictionary, I'm rejecting aspects of my feminine emotional side. Huh. That's funny, that's come up twice yeah that is kind of curious if you have something that you can sort of contribute to that if you can help me elaborate on that then please do get in touch let me know what you think that actually means because I'm kind of struggling with that one a little bit the emotional side maybe maybe you know uh, at times I've kind of been suppressing some of my emotions to some degree yeah interesting though that that's come up twice alright next one Dinner party slash dinner. To dream that you are eating dinner with others signifies your acceptance of others, your interpersonal relationships, and how you behave in social life. It is a time to reflect and share past experiences. It also suggests that you see everyone as an equal. That last part is actually an interesting part of the definition. That they throw that in there. Hmm. So, yeah, I kind of get that, but... Really, in the context of my dream, I wasn't actually at dinner. I was rejected. So maybe, I don't know, maybe that's my subconscious concern about being rejected by society. Which really is not, (laughs) at least not a conscious issue that I struggle with or grapple with. But yeah, that's the only thing I can really think of for that. You know, if as the definition says, that to dream you were eating dinner with others signifies your acceptance of others. The fact that I've been sort of uh, rejected uh, from the table, from the event, maybe that is something there to do with, you know, a subconscious fear of of being rejected by society. At at points, I have had that, of course, at points, like especially when I was at my heaviest, when I was um, physically not in the best condition you know and mentally as well that was a huge concern when I was when I was much bigger it wasn't so much what I thought of myself that kind of really stopped me from doing things and pursuing things and just being out and kind of kept me almost housebound at points it was what I felt other people may think of me but it's it's funny since I've kind of got that sort of side of things in order since I've got those particular ducks in a row you know now that I'm a lot more physically healthy and you know I want to say for the most part mentally healthy uh, it's not a concern anymore you know maybe that's just a maturity thing I don't know maybe that's just something that's come with age maybe it's because I've put so much time and focus and energy on caring and being concerned and worried about what other people think that it just burnt me out. I've maybe used all my allotted caring for that particular aspect in one sort of horrible chunk of my life. And now I don't really have that much left to to give, you know. I don't know. It is kind of curious, though. And it does lead us on to the next keyword, which is rejection. To dream that you are being rejected signifies a lack of self-worth. You feel alienated. Alternatively, the dream means that you are being too agreeable and accommodating when your own sense of self is lost. Yeah, see, that I can be, that I can be, Uh, you know, I can say yes to things I don't particularly want to a lot of the time. I can be too amenable, I can be too agreeable to others. Um, At least I have been in the past, you know, for sure. So, yeah... I feel like that that kind of does ring true, yeah, that kind of leaves a mark as it were. that's probably one of the most uh poignant sort of indentations from this whole sort of a- analysis, yeah, that kind of gets me right on the nose a little bit, yeah, it's not so much a lack of self worth I guess, but it's just yeah at, at times I've definitely felt alienated as I talked about earlier, you know. Being being here and not knowing anybody, kind of having to start from the ground up, it's definitely kind of helped push forward that sense of uh, isolation and, and personal alienation, I guess. But um, yeah, being too agreeable and accommodating, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that is that is me um, to quite some degree. But I'm I'm working on that. I'm working on that for sure. All right, so let's get to the the really sort of sad parts. <laughs> of the dream i mean the rejection sides is pretty sad but i think this is the, the for me this is the more melancholic aspect of this dream uh the red wine the dream of drinking wine symbolizes festivity celebration companionship satisfaction and success not in this dream it doesn't not in this dream you are content with the way your life is going yeah uh yeah not in this dream um in particular, to dream that you are drinking red wine signifies excess and sensuality. Yeah, that one is kind of way off the mark. If the if the previous one was pretty on the nose and pretty apt and spot on, this one is, is missing the goalposts by quite some mile. This one's hoofed it way over the bar from the penalty spot, I think. Yeah. Festivity, celebration, companionship, satisfaction, and success. Mmm... Yeah, I don't think so, somehow. But, I mean, I, I understand I understand where they come to that conclusion in the sense of celebrating with other people, if you're drinking wine with other people, if it's in a social environment, say, like a dinner party that your imaginary ex-girlfriend and friends from university are attending but you're not allowed to go to. Yeah, sure, I can totally get that. But if you just, like, hoofing red wine on the street, uh, yeah... I don't really think it uh, applies. I couldn't actually find anything particularly for lone drinking, but there is a definition for drinking, and it's this. To dream that you are drinking alcohol denotes that you are seeking either pleasure or escape. In particular, if you are drinking wine, then it is symbolic of a divine power. So, hold on, let's break that down. A divine power. So, I'm seeking... A divine power, apparently. I'm not at all, because I'm not looking for any sort of celestial guidance. I don't believe... Well, here's the thing, and I've talked about this before, I don't know if there is a god. I am not going to prescribe to the idea that there is certainly not one of the Abrahamic religions or any sort of man-made, conceived religious ideology. I just... No, I just don't. Um Is there a creator? Possibly. Probably. Maybe. Am I seeking them? No, because I don't need that. I don't need that sense of guidance. I don't need that sense of belonging or acceptance. So yeah, I don't think that's what's happening there. Denotes that you are either seeking pleasure or escape. Maybe escape, certainly. I think everybody at the minute is is seeking both, you know, especially considering how stressful and uncertain the world we live in is right now, especially right now. Then yeah, I think everybody is subconsciously and consciously seeking both pleasure and escape, so yeah, it's probably that, and you know if you think about it in the context of the dream, I've been rejected from this dinner party, I'm out on the street by myself i'm it's you know I'm seeking that escape, I'm seeking some sort of um some sort of pleasure some sort of self acceptance some sort of self love it's not exactly a very productive type of of self love it's not a good way about going and finding that you know it's it's very very destructive but it's an escape for sure so yeah i can i can buy into that the idea that it's there in the dream as sort of me telling myself that i i need to to escape but maybe that kind of ties into to not working so much on stuff and just allowing myself to to find joy and pleasure in little things you know allowing myself to take some time off have have an afternoon off once in a while which you know uh i am fully conscious and aware of but i just don't implement as much you know i'm not i'm consciously aware of but i'm not consciously acting upon so maybe maybe that's what's happening there You didn't really think I was going to end on such a down note, did you? God, no. Of course No, We can't end like that. That is it for the main bulk of dreams. I do have a couple of bonus sort of mini dreams that I wanted to throw in at the end because they just, yeah, I, I don't even know, ridiculous, weird, surreal nonsense. Not that any of these have actually made any sense or been like framed in a, in a normal sort of realistic fashion, except the last one, but, you know, that was, like, sad as hell. So, yeah, here's some little bonus tidbits for you that I have from my dream journal. So, the first one is really, really simple. I'm not even going to look into it. I'm not going to look into it. I want you to come up with your own conclusions. Yeah, we're going to go that route. We're going to go the more abstract, surrealist, subjective route. So, mini dream number one. I went to a free pizza giveaway, but instead of pizza, I was given a baguette. Yep. Yeah, that's it. I, I don't have the foggiest don't have a inkling at all as to what that could be. It's sad, it's it's really sad. In fact it may be more depressing than the last one. Cause, you know, free pizza just it's yeah, it's just it's amazing, right? Who doesn't want that? Everybody wants that. Nobody wants to go to a free pizza giveaway though, and find themselves just getting a baguette. Nobody. And if you say you do, then I think you're lying. So yeah, have at it. What do you think that means? Because I haven't a Scooby. Alright, second bonus dream. Now, I I presume I meant to put Prince Harry, but in my notes, I put Prince Gary. Don't know who that is, so I'm just going to go on the assumption that I meant Prince Harry. Unless it is Prince Gary, and in an alternative universe, there is a completely separate royal family in which Prince Gary exists. But we'll go, well, you know what, we'll go with Prince Gary. You know who I mean, but we're going to stick with it. You know, it's pseudo second world, it's dreamland. Anything can happen. So, in this dream, I met Prince Gary in a supermarket, and then I took him to a working men's club for a drink to show him how much a pint costs... (laughs) Because let's be honest, the royal family are completely out of touch with the, the common world, with the average person, and uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure Prince Harry or Prince Gary doesn't have a clue how much a pint costs, or a pint of milk, but in specifically a pint, a pint of bitter, presumably, because it's a working men's club. So yeah, met Prince Gary in a supermarket, said, Oi, you, But you don't even know how much a pint costs, do you? He probably said, doesn't have a clue. So then we went off to a working men's club, I bought him a pint, and then here's the weird bit, if that wasn't strange enough. The working men's club then becomes part of a fictional sitcom. So in my dream, the real life of my dream, I meet Prince Gary slash Harry, take him for a pint, and then in that working men's club, we become part of a sitcom. So the real world within my dream world becomes part of a fictional sitcom world. Yeah. Kind of entangled, right? I don't know what happened, I don't know if we got good ratings, I don't know if we went past the first season, don't know, don't know, that one is still open-ended, maybe I'll come back to that at some point in my dreams, if I do, I will definitely keep you updated on how that goes, and uh, and how me and Prince Gary get along, but yeah, two little silly bonus dreams that I thought I would throw in there for you, if you have any idea what that may mean, then uh, then let me know, and if you're going to say that I'm not a fan of the royal family, you don't need to tell me that. Because I've known that as well for most of my life. In fact, I would say all of it. Probably. Even as a child, I probably hated the royals. So, you don't need to tell me that. I already know that one. Subconscious and conscious both working hand in hand together on that particular idea. So, yeah. But, um, interesting. (laughs) For lack of a better word, I guess. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't have a clue. Don't have a clue, mate. Alright, so there you go That was my dream journal I'm going to keep it going Because I do find it genuinely quite fascinating And it's been kind of eye-opening And, you know, some points have completely missed the mark Some points have hit pretty squarely home Some points have just been kind of curious To dig into their actual or alleged meaning You know, it's it's been a fascinating exercise for sure So I'm going to keep it going And if I accumulate more weird dreams at some point down the line, if you want to hear more, I will do a second round of this. Yeah, hopefully you've enjoyed it. Hopefully you guys are keeping a dream journal too. And if you want to share some of your weird nocturnal visions, some of your nighttime inside your head movies, please do. I am very curious to know what it is you've been dreaming of and what you think they mean, what you think your dreams are telling you as well as what you think mine may be telling me as well. So yeah, lots of interesting stuff with dreams for sure, for sure. Anyway, that's about it for this week's episode. As I said at the top, if you haven't, checked out last week's episode with Rachel. Check out both episodes with Rachel. Both of them are great for very different reasons. If you're interested in how my Kundalini yoga and gong bath session went, you can expect to hear that as a sort of mini bite-sized bonus pod as well. And uh, yeah, lots of good stuff for you to check out. Next week, we are getting spooky. Because it is apparently spooky season, as I keep getting told. So yeah, we're getting into the festivities. So carve your pumpkins, dust off your brooms, bring out your cauldrons, get ready to get creepy, spooky, and all kinds of Halloweeny. I I can't think of other words. Yeah, it's the Halloween special. It is the Halloween special. Our very first Halloween special. How cool is that? It's a pretty special, momentous occasion, for sure. And to celebrate such a milestone episode, I've got my horror movie expert, Joe Mayers, coming on, and he's going to be giving us some incredible, fantastic horror movie picks. So if you're looking to bulk up your movie watching over Halloween week slash weekend... We have got five movies for you, but not just five straightforward, of course, I've seen that, everybody knows that, they're classic movies, we're talking about five sort of lesser known, more obscure indie horror movies, movies that kind of span across all different dimensions within the genre of horror, so there's going to be something for everybody in there, hopefully all of it's going to be for you, but that is definitely going to be worth checking out. If you are, as I say, looking to bulk up on some movie watching for Halloween week slash weekend, Joe's going to be on. It's going to be giving us some fantastic picks. So make sure you check that out. The best way to do that, the best way to make sure you do not miss that episode or any other episode is to simply subscribe. And you can do so via your favorite podcast platform. Wherever you get your pods from, you can find us. And the best way to help support the show and keep you in the loop with what we're doing here on Dimed Out is to simply subscribe. Other than that, if you want to get in touch with the show, whether it be about dream interpretations, whether it be about future episodes, ideas for season two... Or if indeed you want to suggest some creepy, scary, spoopy movies yourself for Halloween, then please do so. Get in touch with me via Twitter or Instagram. We do have a Facebook group. You can get in touch with us there if you search for Dimed Out. But I'm going to be honest, I'm much more responsive on Twitter and Instagram. So if you find me at Alfoster, that's the best place to get in touch with anything regarding the show. Other than that, that about does it for this week's episode. As always, thank you guys so much for listening. Look after yourselves, look after each other, and until next time, go vote and keep it dimed out. If there's any kind of magic in this world, it must be in the attempt of understanding someone sharing something.